Magic of the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey, welcome back. This is Sabrina Monarch of monarchastrology.com, and I'm going to be sharing with you some things about the upcoming Mars retrograde and some themes that we're already feeling as Mars is stationing in the sign of Gemini. Mars will station retrograde on October 30th, and right now I'm recording this on October 25th, 2022, the day of the eclipse, the solar new moon eclipse. And I am going to be reading you something that I originally shared a couple days back on monarchastrology.com. So Mars is stationing retrograde on the 30th. We currently have a slow moving and about to turn backwards from Earth's perspective, Mars and Gemini. I shared an overview a few months ago that you can see um, earlier on the podcast, but I want to speak again on some developing themes of the Mars retrograde and share some perspectives on how to work with it. Mars retrogrades can offer initiations to our inner warrior, so subjectively that means we can be encountering challenging or confrontational situations that create a level of heat, Mars, that activate us and offer the opportunity for change, right? So this can be things that we're experiencing externally, relationally. It can also be a kind of inner tension that we're feeling. Um, But either way, I mean, I think there's something about this quality right now of like having something going on that is irking us or irritating us and it's then causing some level of reflection or pause which you know is what retrogradation does i learned in my embodiment studies so speaking here of my friend and teacher carla palomino that stagnant patterns that we hold in our bodies can begin to shift when we add heat to our systems arousal right movement heat turn on, etc. These things can make our system more malleable. I think of metal forging with Mars and the way that the metal can be bent when it is heated up. This isn't to say we have a breakthrough or experience alchemy every time our body heats up, as it is possible to just reenact a familiar pattern from an activated space. But there is a possibility of change within the hot, malleable place. Right? Even reflecting on the hot, malleable places after the fact, if we saw ourselves enact a familiar pattern and we look at it um, and actually reflect, um, that can also be alchemical. And so this is a higher gift, for example, of anger when we learn how to work with it, is that it's making something solid uh, malleable and so change is then possible. Generally, Mars retrogrades can show us that there are new ways to respond and to interact with moments of high intensity, activation, or arousal. So a few things I want to draw our attention to. Um, And before I get into this, I'll just um, share the announcement that Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation is coming up in February. This is the Evolutionary Astrology Intensive with a new name. This is a journey in a tight-knit community to become fluent, literate with evolutionary astrology, to study astrology from the perspective of the soul and the soul's ongoing evolution from life to life, to gain a narrative portrait of who you are in this lifetime based on some themes that you've brought in from prior lives and how that's weaving into your current life mythos and where you're headed. This type of astrology I consider a wisdom school 
and I've been growing and developing alongside it since I was 21 and have found it absolutely profound. I love to share it. And I love the amazing communities of deep, reflective people that come to gather around Pluto and the lunar nodes and study astrology together. So if you'd like to learn more about this program and apply, you can go to the show notes and click on the link for Dragon of the Moon. So back to Mars and Gemini, a theme that I want to point out is information, language, or conversation that triggers a threat response. Mars is in Gemini, so one of the places that Martian, so conflict or defense impulses are being expressed through is the Gemini archetype, which relates to logic, communication, conversation, and the capacity to make connections. Perhaps we know what it's like to receive a text message or to get a look from someone that creates an immediate response in our body where we feel defensive or up in arms. And I don't have a prescriptive answer around this phenomenon for the moment, right? Like practice regulating yourself or let your anger out because these things are unique, nuanced, and situation dependent. What I'm curious about is how the time of Mars being in Gemini will create evolution and how we more nimbly relate to our own threat response or the threat response dynamics that come up in relationship. What did you just say to me? So I recently listened to the audiobook Your Brain on Love by Stan Totkin, which I found particularly relevatory. I will probably be listening to it over again at least once, if not more than once. The book is about creating secure relationships and delves into the natural issues that can arise in intimacy and attachment due to our biology and how to work with this in a way that is more effective or creates relationship harmony. So one of the things that he gets into in the book is about how easy it is to trigger our threat response, how easy it is to be threatening to one another. And these dynamics are, you know, at play in the world and even casual interactions, but the stakes are different when intimacy or attachment is at play where we are trying to collaborate or bond, right? And of course, there are stakes for having our threat response triggered unnecessarily out in the world in the ways that it can create alienation or disconnection. And there is a sense of like, we want to have access to our animal, you know, to be able to recognize actual threat. Um, it's not just to be like all love and light and peace and harmony and then be utterly defenseless in moments of actual need for defense, but it's kind of that discernment of um, where is there actually threat and kind of working with the um, dexterity or kind of range of our own system so that we are not always in a stress response, we're not always in a threat response, um, but we can click in and out of it accordingly. So when a stimuli, a piece of information, an interaction, etc., correlates to a threat response in the body, this to me feels like a Mars and Gemini phenomenon, you know, something for us to reflect on and consider during this transit, when information equals arousal. What I've been observing and noticing for myself um, and what I notice around me is that there is an opportunity at this time to reevaluate this phenomenon as it is appearing in our lives right now. Gemini has a gift for bridge building and synthesis, and the dynamic of evolving our relationship to threat response has me receiving an image of building a greater rapport and clarity in our own systems between our primal and survival brain and our higher self visionary upper chakra consciousness. 
So it's not that I found like an exact recipe, but I've learned over the years that I can't deny my animal or my human just because I'm being, you know, my higher self. If we suppress instincts or emotions to do that in the name of enlightenment, you know, it's, it can be a form of self-harm. It can be a way of acclimating ourselves to untrue dynamics, taking ourselves out of the intimate, tactile connection to life that comes through the portal of living in alignment with our animal and our human truth, right? Like there's space for that. And then on the other hand, if we build our consciousness and thoughts from the lizard brain and threat response system, we may have a highly skewed picture of what is happening and may limit our options for navigating the situation and limit our options for breakthrough. So I hope that's clear. You know, what I'm saying in the second part of this is that when we're running um, from the lizard brain or from the threat system and from the primal brain, if we form a worldview, if we form consciousness, if we form perception from that place, it's a skewed picture, right? And this is kind of the risk of being a biological creature who's trying to achieve understanding and higher understanding. It's like, where does our on the one hand, where does our spiritual pursuit, um, how do we kind of distort the way that we kind of cut our human or our animal out of that path, right? Or how do we bring too much of some kind of like um, threat bias to our higher perception? Both of these, you know, the bridge between our whole energy system is is running, it's firing. And if we have a distortion in one part, it um, influences, right? Or if we have an upgrade in one part, it influences. So I'm thinking with Gemini about when we're looking at like a retrograde or Mars and Gemini retrograde, like a sense of really reevaluating at this time, what that bridge is between um, these higher and lower impulses, say, or the spiritual impulse and the animal impulses. How are they collaborating? How are they compromising? And if we put this in the context of eclipse season, it's worth noting that emotions run higher and more dramatic during eclipses, and it is helpful to ride with a current of true unfolding during this time as opposed to forcing things. Mars stationing can imply that we are reevaluating our impulses, but that doesn't mean situations aren't coming up that make us want to be impulsive, often the contrary. During eclipses, it can be helpful to practice being less reactive and to give some time for pieces to settle instead of battling with the pieces. Um, you know, and this doesn't mean doing nothing, but being mindful about excessive reactivity or excessive doing and controlling and forcing. Right? So, my ideal during eclipses is to be in meditation and to kind of shut the world out. Sometimes the world comes in, right? And there's a emerging situation and it feels really pressing. And so there is something about getting clear during those pressing emerging situations, what's really requiring my action right now and where can I take a, like a seat and kind of like observe and be worked on, you know, this is a ceremony, this is revealing something to me versus you know, making some kind of impulsive response that thickens the plot in an unnecessary way. And if that's what happens during eclipses, so be it, we're learning. But if you're watching them consciously and you're going through it, it is kind of this ceremony of seeing what's like really the soul impulse or what's my soul being called to do at this impasse. 
a contemplation on the say it moment of fighting. Consider a heated conversation between people who are in close relationship. These conversations are relatively held in a field of collaboration and willingness to work it out, but it's definitely feeling like going through the fire. At any given point in the argument, someone is holding something back so the other prompts say it. In relationships, we can set ground rules for engagement, i.e. people might find it important that they leave the room before doing or saying something nuclear, go clear their heads, and then return to the conflict. On the other hand, the Mars and Gemini experience has me considering the image of two people in a boxing rink, and the punches that are being thrown are information and dialogue-oriented, like the information that is coming forward is hard. One might find themselves in the position, at different times, of requesting de-escalation. I'm sensitive right now. Please, can we go slower? Or can you be less blunt or kinder with your words because I'm dying here? Or two, hit me. Tell me. I want to know. Or anywhere in between therein. The main conclusions or insights that I've come to within this contemplation of, hey, slow down, your words are killing me, you're stabbing me and twisting the knife, can we just take a break, or hit me, tell me, I need to know, say it. Right, that whole range. Conflicts are part of close attachment relationships, or conflicts that are part of close attachment relationships can be artful. There is a way to collaborate even in conflict or choose the pace or be aware of the intensity. Conflict is a high-risk arena, and it can be a teammate situation where we're going through the fire together and not trying to fight to the death or make it a war. To consider the skill or craft of the quote friendly argument, aka an argument meant to work out the tension but not to destroy the connection or destroy the other, would be a very mercurial thing to do with Mars and Gemini. Facing uncomfortable perspectives or pieces of information, where we have discerned it is important where we are willing. Now, that's also an interesting caveat because in some cases, you know, we can consciously be like, I don't want to look at this or pay attention to it. And life is like, sorry, (laughs) I'm going to like push the point, right? Because there's a reality maybe that's at play that is there and there's no avoiding it. Um, And then there's the difference between, you know, facing perspectives and pieces of information, conversations that we do have the capacity to ignore or do have the capacity to sideline. And in some cases, that can be avoidance. In other cases, it might be wise of like, you know, that's not my battle to fight. This isn't my problem. And it's actually draining my life force to attend to it. So again, you know, it's like when we're speaking of this abstractly, we can't discern which is which it's kind of a matter of like integrity at a soul level of like is this my battle or am I being a martyr or you know am I being in something that's not my business and making that distinction I think is a very Mars retrograde kind of impasse to begin with but we put it in Gemini and we're saying facing uncomfortable perspectives or pieces of information where we have discerned it is willing where we are or where we've discerned it's important and where we are willing This can be a type of strength training. We might be becoming more creative or adaptive in dealing with this kind of stress where we are choosing it. 
And while I've spoken here of conflict with people we're choosing to work with, I love John Wellwood's definition of love as sacred combat with a worthy opponent. We may also recognize battles in our lives that feel extraneous and come across as attacks or an expenditure. Repair with someone close to us can feel way more necessary, say, than having it out with a stranger on the internet, or more subtly, feeding a compulsive, addictive pattern, our life force energy, instead of making an evolutionary shift. Mars retrograde can be a reevaluation of where we do have battles to confront and to step up to, ultimately facing ourselves, and where we can retreat or de-escalate a battle that is fruitless. I believe this tension can be revealing to us now about what we truly value and what we are willing to fight for. And if the conflicts we are experiencing, if we are experiencing them, feel novel, it may be asking us to train new skills for the task. The arts of communication, Gemini, would be especially relevant or highlighted. I would further invite a contemplation and investigation on types of conflict resolution that are not zero-sum games or attempts to dominate and win, especially when your end goal is actual connection. To do the zero-sum game is to erase some complexity. It is simpler to collapse the options to one winning one, right? And at certain times, that is necessary, right? Like, I'm not saying everything, you know, always make a a total compromise, never make a choice where some options are severed. Um, but just thinking about a lot of the focus of what I've been talking about has been relational in orientation. And so if we're trying to create um, mutual solutions, the zero sum game or the domination thing doesn't really work. Um, and there's also a kind of creativity that Gemini relates to that is about novelty and generating things that haven't existed before, like unique combinations that haven't existed before. And so we go from a binary system of right and wrong, or I win or you win, to this like third emergent thing or this infinite emerging set of options. You know, so there's a creativity there about conflict resolution, potentially, where the solutions that are generated are novel in of themselves. And we're looking at Gemini, this double-bodied and infinitely multifaceted sign. If we learn how to do conflict such that something novel and mutual arises, we may experience some of the greater gifts that this transit has to offer. So thank you for tuning in um, on this Mars retrograde update. You know, we haven't had the station occur, but when a planet is approaching a station, it is slowed down. It is emphasized it is kind of coming into focus experientially so it's been hot out here i know it has been for me and i hope that you found this helpful and if you want to go into this deeper there's a episode some bit back on this podcast about an overview of the mars retrograde and of course if you're wanting to go deeper in your studies and learn how to read the sky for yourself in a way that's kind of grounded in your own symbol awareness system your own set of associations, your own intuition. Come study astrology with me in Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation. I'm taking applications. You can find the um, course page and application in the show notes. Much love to you all. See you soon. Mm-hmm.